0: Put the spring back into your step and into your home too. Shop blinds.com right now and save up to forty five percent. Up to forty five percent off for a limited time at blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.
1: Yes, indeed, it is the get right right here on one hundred five three. The fan. My name is Reginald Atatula. His name is Blake Elias. David Trump is on the ones twos. So thank you, sir, and thank you all for rolling with us and really interacting with that, that segment. I mean, we still got text rolling in. Someone said they got the Antonio Bryant jersey, but then, but then you know, gave it away before Dez came through so that's what yep. made it because you you go all right you had the Brian 88 and then it's going to come back around except he didn't wait for it to come back around that's really tough mm-hmm. uh we who, who else did we oh someone had someone said they had the uh the 682 said they had the Greg Ellis jersey but because it wasn't Randy Moss and I was like yeah I get it right every time you look at that you're like he was Greg Ellis was fine perfectly fine mm-hmm. but he's not Randy Moss and that's so tough I I imagine Greg Ellis got to be sick right because like again really good player for your Cowboys. Just wasn't Randy Moss. Could have been Randy Moss, and it's just that sucks. As you know, as a human being, to constantly be a, re- a reminder of someone else of of your organizational failure, that's gotta suck. Especially since through no fault of your own. Love you, Greg Ellis. I know that he's on. He was on Radio Row uh this week and so a uh, great great time getting to hear him as well i believe he was on with the gbag nation earlier today but let's let's do some bold super bowl predictions if you listen to the get right you know friday we get into these bold predictions cbs sports nfl.com in, in, in fact in fact on the truckwreck.com text line again 877-881-1053 from the 682 we get this text in 900 yards in the air. And yep. if you don't know what that means, that means that Maurice Jones-Drew gives the boldest of the bold predictions. Maurice Jones-Drew of NFL Network always gives you that heat. We will work our way so to what crazy. Maurice Jones-Drew has built in for... Um, i
2: trying to think, what was that game he said that for? I want to say, was it the... Texans? I feel like C.J. Stroud was in that. It
1: sounds like, but he was just like, it's ins- You realize how few times it happens that you get 900 yards in a college
2: football game? Yeah. Talk I, less of 900 yards passing. I, I'm almost sure that the Texans are part of it. I can't remember the other team that was part of that 900 yards. I'll go back and find it. I think it. it was Cardinals. I think it was Cardinals-Texans. I think he was saying Kyler Murray. I'm like 85%. It was Cardinals-Texans, C.J. Stroud, Kyler Murray. He said 900 yards because <laughs> he said both defenses weren't good and both quarterbacks. That was wild. That that is really a staple of the bull takes.
1: Yeah, he is he is fantastic at his job. Look, he knows ball, right? And that's that's what this segment is about. Again, text those in if you want
2: to get your bull predictions in. Um Yeah, what, don't go to sleep now, guys. Y'all were lighting up the last segment. Now we're getting into bowl predictions. Don't go to sleep now. I will come find you. Continue. Oh wow, that, that
1: again, that's a threat. That's I, crazy.
2: I, I, and give you a hug and tell you to tolo. Oh, okay, of very
1: good. Um someone said no is the not. <laughs> it's even crazier. Again, I'll go find a, that okay. as we continue. Maybe it was a passion. <laughs> let's, let's start with CBS Sports. Go How about ahead. that? Like let's let's start away from the NFL, particularly Maurice Jones drew madness. Let's get away, far away from him. Let's, let's start with probably a little bit less bold, a little bit more sane. How about this for bold prediction for the Super Bowl? Patrick Mahomes runs for a touchdown and catches a touchdown
2: in this game. I'm selling that, baby. You're, but that's bold, though, right? That's bold. I think he could get him a little quarterback sneak or even a little quarterback scamper. Maybe maybe uh, third, second and six and everyone's covered and he kind of sneaks out to the left side, scampers, and reaches the ball uh, across the, the pylon. But um, I don't see him catching one. They don't run even very many trick plays with Patrick Mahomes catching one. I don't think I've seen him catch a pass in some time. So I, I, think- I, I actually think. I think that you get one or the
1: other and I I kind of like the idea of a pass. Him catching a pass. Yeah, catching a pass. You you put more
2: money in him catching a pass than then scoring with his legs. No, not more money, but okay. I just kind of like that as a bold prediction. Oh, as a bold it's definitely more yeah. bold, but I just But I don't, I think I don't it's know about both
1: of them. That feels like just a little too bold for my yeah, liking, yeah. but I feel like catching a pass actually is something that I I could see happening, uh especially when you consider right like this Niners defense real static in the ways that they kind of go about these these things. They know what they want to do. And I think that this is going to be more defensively inclined as as a game. So I don't know that you get both of those, but what I do think you might need or you might see is you might see like a little creativity come out for the nine or for the Chiefs rather to try and catch the Niners off guard. Mm-hmm. And you could see that in maybe like Well, Philly special. Remember, Travis Kelsey mm-hmm. was a quarterback. Yep. He was recruited as a quarterback yeah, as before he went not, to Cincinnati. As long as not to Kadarius Tony, we're good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. Let's let's continue with bowl predictions for the Super Bowl. This one gets really bold. How about this?
2: One player on each side is ejected from this game. Drake Greenlaw's got a mouth on him. He likes to get feisty, so we'll we'll, we'll have him as maybe our possible one. Chiefs side of the ball, LeJarius Need is no, McDuffie no, Chris Jones may probably not. I I am not. I'm gonna say too bold. I, mean, I it is bold, too bold for my liking. I think at most maybe one, and it would be Drake Greenlaw if I had to put my money on somebody. Okay, so you don't like the idea of like any chipping and lead or like
1: pushing and shoving leading to. I don't think anyone's going to get ejected.
2: I think personal fouls will be given. Mm-hmm. These these are two disciplined teams. I don't see anyone going too far where they get ejected from the Super Bowl. How many ejections have we seen in the Super Bowl? I'd have to look that up. I don't even know how many times people have been That's ejected a from the Super Bowl. That's
1: a question. All right, so how about this? Let's let's see what some NFL.com folks have. Uh, Judy Bautista. Batista says that the Chiefs are going to win. That's not, that's irrelevant at this moment. We're talking about bold predictions. Her bold prediction someone other than Mahomes will throw a touchdown pass for the Chiefs.
2: Someone other than Mahomes will throw a touchdown. And that kind of goes back to the first theory Travis Kelsey. Mahomes yeah. You one. I'm going to say no. Bold, bold yes.
1: You're still, you're Blake so taking no. You're like, look, man, if they're throwing the football, they're putting it in Patrick Mahomes' hands. Yep. Yep. You're just this not. not.
2: This is not the division round. This is not the conference championship. This is a Super Bowl. Kyle Shanahan, Niners, very good team. I don't think they're going to get that cute where Mahomes is going to be trying to catch a pass. I don't see it happening. Do you? Okay. Now it doesn't have to be a touchdown. This is just someone else throwing a pass. I'm still not going to buy it, but I could see it middle of the field, third and five. They're getting creative, maybe, but I'm not buying.
1: Okay. Um, on the truckwreck.com text line, we got a bold prediction coming from the two and four bold prediction: Kadarius Tony plays and scores. I like that one. I think I brought that up about a week ago. Oh wow! Look at you, just like one up in them. No, I no, had that bull
2: prediction a whole week no, ago. No, in your no. face, two one four. I was just co-signing, saying that he is not crazy. It is. We'll let him have this take. He he thought of that, or she. There you and, go. And um, I think Kadarius Tony does play. He's not on the injury report, and him scoring. That's a. That's a. The, them
1: trusting him in a goal line situation feels. Yeah, just feel like it. It seems like. I mean, look. I think we all kind of saw what happened with the AFC championship game. It really did feel like they were like, hey, man, let's keep you away from the place where things can screw up, right? You know what it feels like in in, uh, in 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 peewee ball or whatever, whatever we call it in baseball, I always forget, where they put that one kid out in right field. So it's just like, hey, man, you're not going to affect the stuff. You stay over there, right? That's what it felt like they did to Kadari, Kadarius Tony. I just find it hard to believe that all of a sudden they're going to come back around and they're like, you know what we're going to do? We're going to bring you in, we're going to play you, and we're going to make you impactful to this thing. I, I just That'd be a- wild. But, hey, how about that
2: I had to add a little bit of um, subject content matter to where we're talking about ejections. Did a quick little research. The last one that I've seen, Super Bowl 2014, Bruce Irvin of the Seattle Seahawks, in the final 20 seconds, was ejected from the game after committing an unnecessary roughness penalty by throwing a close-handed punch at Patriots tight end Rob Gronkowski that incited a brawl on the next play. So it doesn't seem like it happens often, and that was the final 20 seconds. No, it's not easy.
1: But, I mean, I imagine what's happening here is, like, tough defensive game. And then you end up in a place where, you know, maybe tempers run high in a close game. Uh from the two and four, he won it for them last year. Don't forget. I understand, but last year is not this year. No, no. yeah. I think I think this I think the circumstances, I think of what I said is fair when we consider I, the ways in
2: which they are treating him up. Late. I, and I wanna say it's not even talent based, but like No, he clearly has talent, right? Yeah. He's
1: always had talent going back to Florida. Yeah. He he
2: just, you know. A little bit in between the years. Yeah. Quite possibly. How
1: about this as we continue our bold predictions for Super Bowl 58? Um, how about this? This is per Tom Blair of NFL Network. Rashi Rice breaks Tory Holt's record for receiving yards by a rookie in a Super Bowl, which is 109. So 110 yards or more for Rashi
2: Rice in this game. Okay, well, I got I to gotta put two different hats on right now, guys. I'm going to be completely honest with you guys. Do I think it's going to happen? No. But... But Blake earlier said he's going to get a 75-yarder, and I think they bracket Travis Kelsey and make Rashi Rice beat him. So, therefore, I am switching my take, and I think he does break the record. I don't think it's some crazy, like, breakout where he's, like, featured that much, but I just think he picks up chunk plays, and I think it'll happen. I, I think I was looking at a the other day. Most yards after catch was not Tyreek Hill, was not CeeDee Lamb. It was actually Rashi Rice that led the league in yards after catch, not Debo Samuel either. So, I, I think... I think he's gonna do it. I'm gonna say bold, and I'm taking it. I'm buying.
1: It. Oh wow! Okay, so not not even just bold, bold, and also this happens. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm with it. Along these lines, we got to get to the to the go to this segment. You know him, you love him. He played running back in the league. His name is Maurice Jones-Drew. He works for NFL Network. You ready oh for this, Blake? God. Are you ready? <laughs> and I
2: guess. What's the, what's the category? And I'll guess. Is I mean, it passing yards is it? Total touchdowns. It, it, it is a receiving situation. I'm gonna say someone gets 300 yards. For What someone gets 250 yards? No, it's that's 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 a little too insane. Come on, he's, oh Maurice yeah.
1: Jones, uh, <laughs> uh, Maurice Jones, Drew. Man, I mean, he's I mean, he's not insane.
2: Okay, What's here he you got go. For us? Maurice
1: Jones, Drew, his bold prediction Rashi Rice, oh gosh, has a career performance with 140
2: receiving yards. Well, I got to double down. I'm on the Rashi Rice. S- oh, NBA wow, 140 and I'm buying it baby. against the Niners defense. I'm buying it. I got to double down at this oh point. Oh, my goodness. I'm already, I'm already in the wheelbarrow. I can't jump out now. We're already halfway down the street. Oh, um,
1: wow. The text line coming in strong, baby. They coming in strong, baby. First of all, the 214 says I'm hating, which, you know, it might be. I'm, I don't know.
2: It can happen. Rasheed Rice is going to show y'all why he's wide receiver
1: one, baby. Okay, very good. From the 817, the opening kickoff will be returned for a touchdown. That's bold, man. That's real bold, baby. Have we baby. seen that before? That's right? re- yeah. Devin Hester did it. What year was that? Ah, uh, that was against the Colts. What year was that? Was that like, oh,
2: it, It's just damn. there's so many touchbacks now and guys that can kick it out the back of the end zone. We don't even see returns that often, let alone a return for a touchdown. So I'm going to sell that one. But if anyone wants to do it, it'd be Ray Ray McLeod. Shout out Gadget, guys. Um, What's some other texts that are coming in? Bold prediction, Brock Purdy outplays Mahomes. It was 7 Damn it, I was off by a year. That would be bold. Brock Purdy outplays Mahomes. I, I, I don't, don't know. Is that bold? Because, again, like, we've he might, he might have to. He might have to outplay him.
1: And then this is the thing. What are we considering outplaying if we're yeah. just talking about, like, has better stats? Box score. I think that that's very possible, yeah. right? Like, I do think that we've seen the Chiefs' offense play kind of, uh, you know, really – control. Yeah. I guess you could – yeah, in control. Like, if you were going to compare it to basketball, we call it, like, almost four quarter corners offense yeah. at times where they're like, the defense is going to be really tough, mm-hmm. right? But at the same time, like – Patrick Mahomes is just going to like hey we're going to nickel and dime we're going to just keep the clock moving keep the ball out of their hands necessarily and we could see Brock Purdy have to make big plays and then see those yardage you know that yardage get up high we could see that happen, yeah. and I, I could see that possibly, but I don't know that I'm necessarily leaning entirely into just like if we're talking about quality of play all yeah, the way around. Yeah, but not, I, again, box score. it happens. You not, know, it, it It's a possibility. It is a game to be played, and both teams are very good.
2: We got two different texts about this from the 903 and from the 832, both retaining to the same player, Isaiah Pacheco. One says that he outrushes Christian McCaffrey, and the next one says he runs for 100 yards on the 49ers. Are we buying? I love Pacheco. I already said earlier in the show that he's my favorite running back to watch. Ah, uh, 100's so hard for me to push. rushing McCaffrey's also hard for Yeah,
1: players. that's that's difficult, especially when we look at some of the other bowl predictions. Christian McCaffrey clears 100 rushing yards, which even that I'm like, that I'm, not, bowl. I'm not sure about that, even though I understand what you mean. And then how about this one? Harrison Bucker sets a playoff field goal record, right? He has had his worst regular season, or he had his worst regular season in 2022. He only hit 75% of his field goals, but this year, 93, 94.3% of his field goals. And so he's he's done very well, but if he hits, if he goes ahead and hits a whole bunch of field goals in this and blaze, breaks a playoff record as he's been perfect in this field in this postseason fourteen for fourteen, right? If he if he has a few more but breaks a yeah. playoff record, yeah. that could really be really tough, and that that adds up to this idea that you know kind of. Just manage the game, kick field goals to continue to put themselves. Like, I imagine you go up by, like, a touchdown, mm-hmm. and then you just start knocking out field goals every possession.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I could see it happening.
2: Now, now I'll throw a bold prediction in there. I think both of us have kind of concluded this would be a lower-scoring game. Bold prediction, someone scores over 30. Yeah, that feels bold. Yeah. I mean, you know what
1: that would probably look like in my estimation is, like, just going over late, where it's like maybe a twenty-four to something game, and then just late you get a touchdown or something like that. Not really in the game flow. I mean, it would count, right? It's yeah. in, but I, I, I feel like that might be one of those as the game gets away, it's sealed. As opposed to like, yo, they're really running up the score mm-hmm. per se. Mm-hmm. But yeah. either way, I think because I overall, I think this is going to be a tight game. I feel like this is going to be a defensive, largely defensive game. But uh, we got, we still got a little bit more time on the evening. As we get some bold predictions for Super Bowl 58. Uh, It's to get right right here on 105.3 The Fan. Coming up next, we talk to our friend Levi Weaver of The Athletic. He writes a baseball uh, newsletter. But also, he wrote a really interesting piece for The Athletic about halftime shows. We'll talk to him next on The
3: Fan. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game.
1: To so Get Right right here on 105.3 The Fan. Reginald Datatula here with you alongside Blake Elliott. Yeserski. Thanks for rolling with us right here on your home of the Dallas Cowboys and World Series champion Texas Rangers, 105.3 The Fan. You can always get involved with the program by texting into the truckwreck.com text line, ch- catching us on YouTube, 105.3 The Fan, or going to twitch.tv slash Dallas fan cam. uh, Dallas fan cam. Yeah. Uh, Right now, though, we got to turn our attention to the D&M leasing uh, hotline as uh, I want to talk to a good friend of ours. Uh, He works for The Athletic. He writes a fantastic baseball uh, newsletter. Uh, Apparently I can't talk. I've forgotten the words (laughs) coming out of my mouth. Uh, Baseball newsletter called The Windup. His name is Levi Weaver. Levi, what's happening, man?
3: Not too much. Did that make you nervous? (laughs)
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was, I was really nervous about this setup because I, I'm, I'm setting you up as the baseball writer that you are, and you're a fantastic one. However, what caught my eye on this fine evening was some great writing that you did, not about baseball at all. So you actually wrote a fantastic piece on halftime shows, as obviously we're getting, gearing up for the Super Bowl halftime show that's going to happen on Sunday, a uh, headline by Usher Raymond IV. Uh, how did you get roped up, roped into that uh, that assignment?
3: I, I think my bosses are like, uh, "You've been writing two newsletters a week since the end of the baseball season. You need to earn your paycheck." Do that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I think so. The the culture editor at uh, the Athletic was like, "Hey, you used to be a musician, you used to tour. We'd like to get your uh, your opinion on halftime shows." I'm like, "Man, man, uh, please don't tell everybody that I'm qualified." to judge, you know, like Madonna and Coldplay and Prince because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. when it comes to music, you know, I mean I was I, I toured, but I was basically like the, you know, double A infielder who hits 165 and you know is is comes off the bench in double A and then retires at 40. Like I was not I was not a big time music guy, but uh that was good enough for them, so yeah, they they had me write about the halftime shows. So
1: you did just that, and, of course, that's at The Athletic. If uh, if our listeners have subscriptions, I actually encourage, you know, reading it. And you actually attempted to rank these, which is very difficult mm-hmm. because we're, we've got things of all sorts of different genres and different time periods. Like, What, what was the methodology that went through your mind? How did you develop it to try and decide which ones were better than others?
3: Yeah, because you can't, like, you know, 1991, it was New Kids on the Block, and they were like – dancing in in front of like a what looked to be like a parade float um and there was just like a bunch of little kids out there and then you know you've got rihanna last year coming out on an enormous floating stage and lasers and i mean you just the technology is advanced so you really can't it's not apples to apples so i, so I came up with uh, like a, a, a scoring system i went with you know how was how was the music you know vocal performance the instrumentation uh, how was the staging based on what was available at the time? Uh, set list was weighted kind of lightly. Did they play their hits? Because, I mean, sometimes you get halftime performers that would come out and do like an emotional ballad at the halftime show and just, you know, bring the bring the room right down and boo to that. Uh, was it memorable? Uh, geographic relevance got a couple of points if they booked a local act, you know, like Big Boy played in Atlanta, so points for that. The, the, the show in L.A. where they had... Snoop Dogg and Dr. Dre, great. Uh, and then the most points, 1 to 12, was vibes. <laughs> just like, did it, did it work? Was it, was it cool? And uh, yeah, added a total of 50 points uh, possible and just tried to rank them. Uh, I started in 1991 because, frankly, Michael Jackson changed the game in 1993. I wanted to get a couple of the pre-Michael Jackson ones in there. But like in 1989, and this is in the article, but like this is a true. I'm not making it up. The halftime performance, if you watch the video, Bob Costas comes on and he puts on like 3D glasses. And he's like, you'll still be able to enjoy it without these, but it's meant to be viewed in 3D. And the star of the halftime show was uh, a guy named Elvis Presto, which was an Elvis Presley impersonator <laughs> who did card tricks. <laughs> so that was what it used to be back in 1989. Uh, the biggest star of, of 19, 19, I mean, MC Hammer existed then, you know, and, and they went with uh, – Elvis Presto instead.
1: Yeah, it's worth noting the fact that, like, Michael Jackson was clearly a reaction to, what was it, like, Fox counter-programming the halftime, and they were like, oh, no, 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 you're yeah. not turning your TV away from what we're doing here.
3: Right, and and that Super Bowl halftime show in 1992 when Fox did the counter-programming, like, Gloria Estefan was the guest, and I'm like, oh, that's cool. She did one song, and the first half was, like, this sort of, uh, looked like a combination between bad Broadway and a parade, and like it was about winter magic or something and then, <laughs> wait they had a prom theme basically yeah yeah kind of like a prom theme and then you know we were rapping about everything back then so they had kids rapping about frosty the snowman um this sounds like i'm making it up but it is honestly gonna goodness true like, yeah, this is fever dream stuff it yourself. so it's it's real bad
2: um levi talking about the rankings that you were doing and whatnot which person did you rank somewhere that you know or you think you might get some pushback on where you're like, I know this isn't the popular opinion, but this is where I felt they ranked. Which one of those guys, girls, artists, that you think you're going to get the most pushback on?
3: Uh, Bruce Springsteen. And I have not read the comments, so I, like, I refuse to read the comments on this one. I just This sort of story is a recipe for just getting roasted all day, and I did not have the mental health capacity for that. But, um, but, but out of 34 uh, shows that I ranked, uh no sorry thirty three. um Where did I put?
1: Twenty eighth, it looks like.
3: Twenty twenty eight out of thirty three. I I hated that halftime show, and I know I'm a baseball writer, which means I'm supposed to love that's Ray right. Springsteen, but but it was it was just so cringy. Like it all seemed very forced. There was one point, like he, he did the crotch slide into the camera, which was just a bit much. And then there was one time where he's like, "We're almost out of time." And, And uh, then it's like, no, we're going to get charged for delay of game. And a referee comes out and like throws a flag at him. (laughs) And and then uh, the guitarist, the guy from the Sopranos, he's like, you know what time it is? He goes, tell us what time it is. And he just like screams, it's boss time. That's right. And then they play the last song. And it was just all, it felt so forced. It all felt so forced. And I hated it. And And you know, the the press press box
1: was jamming.
3: Oh yeah, absolutely. Like every, and I can say this because I am one. Like every middle-aged white dude in the room is just like, yes, this rules. Um, But I just, I tried to watch it with fresh eyes. I'm like, you know what? Maybe I was doing music back then. You know, maybe I forget what year that was. Fresh off a music career, maybe I was being too harsh. Oh nine. I was being harsh. Yeah, I. Oh, I was definitely doing music back then. Maybe I'm just being too harsh. Like I'm gonna watch this with my new, more forgiving, uh, you know, more zen eyes and i watched it and it made me like palpably angry to watch it Mm. like i still hate it
2: speaking of those fresh eyes i do have a follow-up question When coming to ranking you were talking about this grading system and kind of how you did it did you get any outsider any friends family kind of point of view perspective or is this all levi's work and your thoughts on how they did or did you take into how the world reacted to these uh shows
3: um i tried to like i didn't like start calling up friends Mm -hmm. when i got assigned the story you know like but I I did try. I was I was pretty online for a lot of these years and you know I was at least alive. I was 11 in 1991. I remember talking with my friends at school about the halftime show. Mm-hmm. So I I tried to kind of remember like what was the what was the vibe back then? Like what were we saying about it in in the moment? You know, like Michael Jackson when that happened everybody lost their freaking minds mm-hmm. and rightly so because the year before it had been kids rapping about Frosty the Snowman. So <laughs> like that, we we all remember that one um so yeah I mean it was it was my opinion but it was also like my memory of everyone else's opinion in real time gotcha
1: so we're talking to Levi Weaver of The Athletic typically writes a fantastic baseball podcast called The Windup right now we're talking about a piece that he wrote about Super Bowl halftime shows and you went through ranked all the halftime shows since 1991 I wanted to ask you Levi in doing this exercise did you have a particular takeaway after doing this? Was, like, was there a, a moment of clarity where you were like, huh, that's something that I did not realize or I did not think coming in?
3: Yeah. Um, there was, it was funny how a lot of it seemed to be a reaction to what happened before. Um, and I do remember in real time, like, everything after 2004, for a while after, because that was, you know, the big controversial one with Justin Timberlake and Janet Jackson – um, free Janet, let her come back Like Jay, Timberlake got to do it again in 2018 Boo to that She should get a, a redemption tour But after that they played a lot you know, It was Paul McCartney, it was Tom Petty It was uh, they, they lucked out, Prince was amazing But it was like, uh, The Who played Wasn't very good, the Rolling Stones were pretty Like, I mean, uh, not to take a dump On the Rolling Stones They're one of the all-time great touring acts But it was just basically a Rolling Stones show It all got real inoffensive It did. It did. And so, but it was like, there were other examples where it was kind of like a reaction to the year before where, you know, the one year they did the Indiana Jones thing and that didn't work. And so the next year they're like, okay, well, let's do something a little bit more like concert-y and a little bit less production-y. And uh, it it kind of felt like they were, and it it might very well have been that they were just trying to keep it diverse and like, let's do something different this year than last year. But there were a lot of instances where it felt like uh, this is kind of a reaction to the year before.
2: Mm, okay, now, secondary question. Um, bringing it up for honestly the third time during the show, but we're doing a halftime segment, so it would feel like a disservice if I did not.
1: Yeah, I'm surprised that you got those two, you got it out those other two times as opposed to here.
2: Yeah, I, I was waiting. I was, I was trying my best to be professional. Okay, good. Um, Usher is obviously doing this year's show, and we've had quite the discussion throughout the show um, about him and his performance and where it will rank up. If you had to project, where would you have him on this list? Obviously, it hadn't happened. So you don't know, but if you had to project, where do you think he falls on this list? And do you think he brings out any special guests?
3: He's been kind of secretive about that, right? Like I mm-hmm. think he got asked if he was going to bring out special guests, and he like declined to to give an answer. So mm-hmm. that to me is a yes. Okay. Um, and so I think you know secret guests are always fun. People always like to you know be surprised. For sure. Um, so that'll you know make it a little bit more memorable and and usher's a a brilliant performer so i think from a performance standpoint he's going to rank really high um my my question is is usher like relevant enough in 2024 that he's going to be able to bring that like extra magic right so like when beyonce played she was you know she was beyonce she was like at the top of the game and Other acts have been, you know, maybe a little past their prime and, and, uh, and then some acts have been like earlier in their their career. I thought Bruno Mars did a brilliant job when he played the halftime show. Mm -hmm. So, um, I, you know, he's cracking the top 10. If I had to guess, I think it's going to take some pretty special, special guests and some really great stage production, uh, to, to crack the top 10. It's a strong top 10. Yeah. Um, but, you know, maybe maybe in that sort of 10 to 14, 10 to 15 range okay. would be my guess. That's what we're projecting. You heard it here first.
1: Worth noting, uh, 10th on Levi's rankings is the Katy Perry, left shark year where you get Lenny Kravitz, Missy Elliott, all that. Mm-hmm. And then 15 is, uh, let me see. Oh, you have quite a few ties at 14. So
3: Yeah, there were. Yeah, yeah. So points Aerosmith things, is in me.
1: there. Clint, ba- Clint Black, Tanya Tucker, Travis Tritt, okay, all that.
3: He'll be he'll beat that. So he he might crack the top ten. Katy Perry was very very memorable. Like we're still talking about Left Shark, you know, nine years later. So, um, yeah, kind of around that ten range would be my guess. Okay. Okay. Good insight, Levi. Before I let you go, you'll know, you'll, you'll know the answer to it by the way, because they're going to have me update it after the halftime show. I'm going to. Okay, we'll get a live update. Show. Very good. Yeah, I will look at that. Wrong. I will
1: be refreshing the page the whole time yeah. in the second quarter or second half rather um but Levi before we let you go I would hate to pass an opportunity to kind of get in on your baseball expertise obviously going to talk about the local team the Texas Rangers been a fairly quiet offseason for them thus far obviously we understand some of the reasons why when it comes to the Valley sports circumstances and everything Uh, what what has just been your general outlook on their offseason as we are mere days away from pitchers and catchers reporting
3: yeah, they addressed the bullpen. You know, they they brought in David Robertson who was uh, both effective and then also later ineffective last year, uh, and Kirby Yates. So they've, they've had some acquisitions. Uh, I think I would love to see them go ahead. And now that they've got their TV deal sorted out, which we don't know how much it's for apparently the judge and MLB were both just like, don't, don't tell anybody how much you're getting paid. Um, but you know, if it's, a sufficient amount for them to go ahead and sign Jordan Montgomery. I would love to see that. There is still some uncertainty though because it's a one-year deal. So, you know, you're obviously Montgomery's not going to sign a one-year deal. You have to sign him more long-term than that. I think they would prefer to know what their TV situation is going to be like, you know, they kind of just kick the can a little bit on that one. But yeah, I mean, I I think it, that that rotation, you know, when everybody gets healthy in the second half and you've got Jacob deGrom and you have got Max Scherzer and um you know cool that's going to be a good second half rotation you'd like to not be 15 games out of first place by the time that happens so I I think think you probably need another starting pitcher for it to really be uh to to salvage the the offseason
1: there you go he is a fantastic baseball writer as he mentioned former artist and just all-around great guy his name is Levi Weaver we always appreciate him for giving us a little bit of his time he writes a fantastic uh newsletter on The Athletic called The Windup. You should absolutely be reading it. Levi, always appreciate you for your willingness to hop on and talk to us.
3: Anytime. We'll talk to you guys soon. Yes, Make sir. Sure Introduces
1: That's our guy, Levi Weaver, um, and gave us a little bit of insight into uh, who uh, manager Dan Tastic on the Twitch m- made sure that I remembered the reigning 2023 World Series champions texas rangers not true. just local team and
2: apparently ushers cracking the top 10 i'll be watching closely. i
1: i have a strong feeling he does like this is this is a dude who is a consummate performer right like he's not just coming up here with concert energy he's done concerts he's had a residency in vegas like there's a lot of
2: see, now people think i'm an usher hater that's not the thing i'm not an usher hater yeah i don't I know just, that
1: you get to determine whether or not you're an usher hater
2: i just i just got to see it to believe it that he is going to rock that's the real hater stuff to say I feel the same about ushers. I feel about Brock Purdy.
1: Yeah, that sounds real hater. Like, <laughs> that sounds extremely hater now. Uh, let me save you from yourself as we uh, are the get right right here on 105. through the fan coming up next. Let's do a little sharing time on this Friday evening in the Metroplex.
0: We'll do it next on the fan. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal. So why not refresh your home with a little help from blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact.
1: So get right right here on 105.3 The Fan. Reginald Datatula here with you alongside Blake Elliott. Yes, Ersky. Appreciate you rolling with us here on the home of the Dallas Cowboys and World Series champion Texas Rangers One hundred five three. The Fan. David Strupp's on the ones and twos. Thank you, sir. We've been rolling since six, actually, today as we gave uh, – we relieved the G-Bag Nation uh, of their duties a, a, an hour early so that they could get to the airport, get back to the mighty Metroplex – as they were the last ones in town, they completed their completed their duties uh, at Super Bowl Radio Row in Las Vegas after a fantastic week of interviews and conversation, all sorts of things, and shenanigans. I shouldn't forget the shenanigans. Always. Always need the shenanigans. But yeah, fantastic work by those fine fellas. If you want to catch up with any of their work, them, the G-Bag Nation, the KNC Masterpiece, Sean and RJ, all of those fine fellas, go to 105 through the fan. Uh, 105 through the There's a lot of things on the on the website. You can also go to 105 through the fan on YouTube. Catch uh, plenty of videos there. All sorts of fun stuff. Also, the uh, Instagram page had some confessionals. They, yep. they
2: did some real fun the, work. The confessionals have been great. And if you watch anything that is not on the radio, we love, love our radio listeners. But if you want to go the extra mile and you want to see our beautiful smiling faces on any of the show, then you can go to the YouTube, the Twitch, the Instagram and Twitter you, as well and Twitter and once you do or that ads, whatever you become you become part of the foreground community founded by Blake you're gonna, Elliott
1: you're gonna run people away by calling it they
2: want to be part of the foreground community I'm not sure
1: text in 877-881-1053 <laughs> do you want to be a part of that thing that he just said
2: <laughs> let me know foreground community we got to stick together because that's 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 your that's your niche group that really wants to see your face
1: I don't know how to take that I really don't.
2: <laughs> you don't have to take it because it's sharing time, Ranch. That is I always, right. I always go first. I am deferring. That's not true. That's not true. I am deferring you don't you. always go
1: first. That is very much a lie. Okay. That is very much I, a lie. I, but I, regardless, I'm
2: deferring. I have one. Don't get me wrong. But I want you to get yours mm-hmm. out. I feel like so. If I don't always go defer, I feel like I cut yours short. I want you to have the full allotted time. Well, I mean, there's there's not necessarily like a full allotted time. It's just.
1: You know, share things, see how it goes. This is a really open space. Like, it's loose. It's that's fluid. why it's called sharing time, right? It's, it's fluid. It's just supposed to be here for us to have do a little you like, fun. Do you like the word fluid? Doesn't hurt me none. Well, before, you you, before th- you thought you were going with the word moist. Is that what you thought? You we thought you were going to get that level of response? We can do
2: uncomfortable words all day long. It don't make me uncomfortable. Uncomfortable is a mindset. And you can say moist all you want, foreground.
1: I know there's a lot of people listening like, please stop. So Okay, probably, go. Sharing time, go. Um, I found this list um that really made me happy um it's a list of baseball teams and there's 30 of them and you could probably name all of them but they're ranked in a very particular way that i did not realize that i needed in my life until i saw it you know there's some of those things that you see that you're like oh why has this not always
2: been there for me 214 said no uh no foreground community yeah didn't say foreground but that's just
1: know. one i mean look there's other people
2: there's, listening. there's people listening that just didn't want to text we'll it see in. if anybody
1: else texts in and and uh, confirms Again, 877-881-1053, truckwreck.com text line. Uh, but, yes, this is a, a a ranking of teams in the MLB ranked by their distance to a Waffle House.
2: Okay. I think I saw some similar to the Chili's. Yeah, and I didn't realize
1: that this is the way that I needed to, like, a framework that I need for my life. But I'm going to start viewing things entirely through the lens of distance to Waffle House. I
2: think it's a great way to view life.
1: Because Waffle House is, like, a, a fairly important— a staple um, to the hood. Uh, fairly important, not just the hood, but like it's just a staple, Stable right? Like, the community, it's a fairly important um, company and restaurant in many communities. Now, you know they probably could do better paying their workers. To be but, completely but, honest, but
2: that's what makes what. Think about it, Reg. No. if they paid their workers what we think they really deserve, would we have the the Waffle House experience? I think we'd have more of the Waffle House experience. Waffle House experience. A little bit of a turn twister. Twenty dollars an hour they start getting. Yeah. You think they're acting the same? You think Absolutely. Getting- I think even more so. Yeah. I was like, look, man. They making twenty dollars an hour. A they day. defending
1: this from y'all's foolishness because this is the thing. Some of the foolishness is not just about how much they get paid. Some of the foolishness is, hey, man, this is a place that is open at all hours of the of the of the night, offering really good food at a pretty good price. All yeah, man. Special, baby. Exactly, man. We could roll up in here and get a waffle with some pecans in them. What do you mean we could roll uh, up in here? What you don't you don't be rolling up in the waffle? house? <laughs>
2: Okay. Uh, what's the? Who's the closest? To the I mean Waffle that House? in every
1: sense of the word. You can do that in the Waffle House if you want to. <laughs> hey, a hey, worker gonna come over there with you. <laughs> I've I've absolutely seen. All right, I don't want to put nobody on blast, but I've seen illicit substances done at the Waffle House. <laughs> I, I guess maybe you haven't. It's all no, good. No, I. I
2: uh, but I'm yes, to, I'm 24 years old and I am sane and don't do any bad stuff. Good. So proud and of you. you Keep it that way.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, other, others of us have made some mistakes. Actually, mm-hmm. although I, I claim no mistakes in that, response, in that mm-hmm. instance. It was not my fault. Mm-hmm. Um, but yes, did you know that the Waffle House, like, if if the Waffle House closes, they know, like, the storms are really, really bad? Mm. Yeah, guess. man. Like, uh, there's, I think the Weather Channel, if I remember, Weather Service actually uses Waffle House as a level of, like, measurement on if how bad things are. So yeah, mm-hmm. no, Waffle House. Important. goaded. Right. With that being the case, do you know which baseball team is the closest located in baseball stadium in this instance, is closest located to
2: a Waffle House. I'm going to go. I don't know where Waffle Houses are around the house. You, around, you don't know where Waffle house, Houses are? Around the country. You really didn't. Like, okay. I don't know locations of which ones. Sure. Are are more associated. So you
1: don't. You don't know like which parts of the country are like are, most associated with yes, Waffle House. Yes.
2: Wow. Okay. I, I, actually, should I?
1: Is that something I should know? I mean, I don't know about should, but I I think that people generally know where Waffle House kind of started. I know like, Chick Fil
2: A's Atlanta. Uh huh. Where's Where's Waffle House? Is it same Same over there? Like the the East Coast. Well, I mean, I'm going to give you the answer. Is, is it? Give the- well, give me the coast. Give me the coast. East, west. Yeah, north. it is. It is in the eastern time. Okay, zone. so I, I was New Yorkish, New, New Jersey, Boston.
1: All right, actually, it's sharing time. I don't care. Waffle House is actually predominantly in Georgia, a lot of the South. Okay, I was in the, I was in the right of- area.
2: I should have stayed with my gut, man. I knew it was Georgia. I knew that. So I'm going to guess the Florida Gators baseball team. We're talking about <laughs> professional
1: baseball teams, buddy.
2: I know. That was the first one that came to my head. What professional? So the Florida Marlins come to mind?
1: No, not the Florida Marlins. In fact, uh, the Florida Marlins, oddly enough, not that cl- not super close to a Waffle I'm House. I'm guessing
2: the Atlanta Braves are number one. There you go. Truist Park. Literally
1: .48 miles from a Waffle House. There we go. Honestly, I was like, how do they not have a Waffle House in the stadium? They should. Actually, they probably would have if they stayed in the city at, uh, what was it, Turner Field, right? Mm-hmm. They went out there to the suburbs. And they built that new uh, stadium, and I guess they don't have as many now,
2: waffle houses out there. I'm gonna try to work backwards now. What's the furthest? The furthest? I'm thinking north, east, south, west coast, up to the left. I'm thinking Washington. Washington. There's a Washington baseball team. There
1: is a Washington baseball the team. The
2: Washington baseball team that I cannot remember their name right now.
1: Do you know? You don't know what cities are in Washington? <sighs> One of them is. Uh, is in the AL West. Don't no, do. The Oakland Athletics.
2: No, that's in LA. That's in California. Ah, oh, buddy. Can I, this, I help
1: him? Yeah, please do. He is oh, struggling. I'm struggling. Oh, to be man. fair, hey, it man. has hey, been man. a longer show than normal <laughs> at this point. The
2: Seattle Mariners. There you go. That's, Seattle Mariners. I was thinking green. I was thinking T-Mobile
1: green. Park. 30th, the literally 982.78 miles from a I, Waffle House. I'm
2: giving myself 0.5 credit on both of those. You deserve it. I couldn't 0.5. name you, the I'll teams? give you a, a fourth credit
1: maybe. I couldn't name the do teams, I but I yeah, absolutely. I was. You in get the, the right rest regions. of that. You get the the other three quarters of that credit. Yeah, absolutely.
2: I I was in the right region.
1: Someone someone is absolutely watching this from the 817. seven. They said Blake with the hand motion. I was doing the. You're the definitely compass. trying to like use your hands to help generate
2: the thought. Yes, I can provoke thoughts with my hands. Take that as you want. and I bring them out of my brain into the space that I'm in right now okay. to formulate a thought. Because the very middle team is going to be right at 15. Kansas City Royals. No. No. Uh, Baltimore Orioles close. They're 12th. Okay. They're Minnesota uh, Twins.
1: Uh, n- no. The Twins are actually pretty far. Uh, Target Field. They're about 370 miles that's from a Waffle way House.
2: Too far.
1: Now, where in this general, uh, this general, you know, dichotomy or in dichotomy, but spectrum is the word I was looking for. And by the way, it's Detroit. Uh, the Detroit Tigers who are 15th. Okay. Comerica Park is about 55 that's my, that's my miles case. away from a Waffle House. Atlanta, Truist Park is literally less than half a mile away from Waffle House. T-Mobile Park is 980 miles away from Waffle House. Comerica Park, 55 miles away from Waffle House. That's the middle line. Where do you think your rangers are when it comes to closeness or, I guess, distance from I'm gonna go, a Waffle House? I'm going to go
2: seventh on the list. Not a bad guess. Seventh to eighth is where I was
1: thinking. Not a bad guess. Blake, would you want to give a guess? Or Sorry, not Blake. David. I'm looking at David St. Blake. That's crazy.
2: It's okay. It's All question. right. Yeah, your think name about is. It. I think uh, Number, David. Number. Fifteen. Fifteen. We nope. said fifteen was Detroit, David. Lock in.
1: It's all good. He he was he was doing other things. <laughs> your Texas Rangers and Globe Life Field are one point three four miles away from a Waffle House. That's good for third. 30. It is the third closest baseball stadium to a Waffle House, and that makes me happy. Yeah.
2: Yeah, and I, and I know how close it is. I just didn't know if other stadiums had one closer, which I try to estimate to seven.
1: You know how Cinder close it like- is? Where, where's the Wolf House? Do you know where it is? Because I yeah. know exactly. I've eaten at this Walfe House. It, is, it was a good time.
2: I'm uh, not good with street names. Reg, if I'm being completely honest. Okay,
1: very good. Shout I, out to the 214 who also got the answer right. They might have looked it up, but it's all good. I, I am just end.
2: the person where I'm dependent on Apple Maps. If te- oh, if
1: you're if, that guy. Yeah, if technology
2: were to go down, I would sit in my house for about a week.
1: That's wild. Like, okay. I,
2: I map myself home from work.
1: No, you lying. I'm
2: not lying. That's insane. I also moved a, a month ago. Do yeah, I but I, I still periods?
1: I still need you to I still need you to learn some streets I, and understand what's happening. Dude, yes, that's right, two one four, eight one seven, collins and thirty, baby. Shout out to the Waffle House of Collins and thirty. Hold it down for the see, people.
2: See now Reggie, have you ever used a prehistoric map in your time? An old school map? All right, we're
1: ending this segment because people are gonna You are
2: gonna get I, like people are going to be out in the streets am, ready to I am just asking, have you used a a traditional map before? Yes. I, yes have I have as I have as well. Yes, I have. Not well, but not often. So therefore I'm dependent on my the resources that have been The I'm an not Eagle Scout. You a- I'm gonna interrupt y'all. I'm an Eagle Scout. Okay. So that means I I know how to use like a compass. I'm, I'm very not, happy for you. I know. Thank you guys.
1: Um, uh, where was I? Oh, the map thing. The problem was not that you brought up the map. The problem is that you called it a prehistoric. Yeah, that was my. And again, fault. You, re- you That was to, my fault. You have to realize I, there's a lot f- of people listening on this. You realize a, they ever, look at me a, as the they look yeah, at me as the young guy on the station. All right. Yeah, I know. You're not helping I, yourself with the was, demographic. That was my fault. Like this is we're having a show meeting right now. I need you to you're not helping yourself yeah, with the demographic.
2: That was my fault. I didn't mean to use that word, guys. It slipped. up <laughs> People are already calling me a child. It's okay. I'm sorry. I don't know what to do. I, if if I had a traditional map in front of me, y'all win. I would be absolutely lost. There you go. There's you, your get back. I would be lost. You y'all can always would find where you're going. You,
1: you can always find yourself by headed to the Waffle House.
2: Yep. Find look in the stars. Follow the stars, and it will bring you get to, to the that, Waffle House.
1: Get to that 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 uh, that sign with all them yellow blocks in it. Mm-hmm. The mm-hmm. Waffle House.
2: Oh, Collins and Thirty. I remember it now. Off the you make a little you make a little U-turn under the bridge. No. I'm done. I think I
1: understand what you're saying, I, but I I'm th- not sure. I I'm was-
2: not, look, I'm not saying you're wrong. I, I just didn't I, understand. I was trying to picture it. I want to say there's a bridge, and you make a U-turn to get to it, and then you make a right turn. <laughs> I do love the way
1: that this is stated. I need to get to the break here. Uh, EJL Viking said, it's just Google Maps on paper. Like, you, it really should not be. Yeah,
2: but there's not a blue little line following That's right. your card. Okay, you know, you can draw the
1: blue line on there, but then you'd but have in to. Get traffic. And then, okay, it's very not good. Some men. Excellent. Th- these are all actually fairly fair complaints. It's the reason why we made them digital at this point. It's the get right right here on 105.3 the fan. Uh, coming up next, let's get some headlines on this Friday evening in the Metroplex. We'll do it next on the fan.
0: <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from blinds.com?